0: Welcome to Third Eye Sight. Do you see spirits? Do you hear things? Do you want to talk about it? I'm your host Juan, and I'm sharing with you my experiences with spirit, as well as interviewing folks who feel comfortable sharing their experiences with spirit. Let's get to it. Hello, and thanks for listening into episode four of Third Eye Sight. Um, it's been really it has felt really fulfilling to work on this podcast and to hear feedback from folks on how they feel when they listen to it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to quickly skip ahead to what's going to come out next week. Uh, next week, it's going to be an interview with someone who is a dear friend of mine and who, um, whose significant other I channeled a couple times. And I'm so excited to have her on, uh, for an interview where you get to hear directly from her about her experiences. With spirit with me and with her significant other on the other side. And it's things like that that just make me so excited. So thank you to everyone who has been encouraging me to continue this podcast and tend to cover more interesting topics and keep you updated on my own experiences and um, have people on here who have had experiences with me, like the person who's going to be interviewed next week. I am going to update you today on my mediumship development and how that's going. And I first want to start with t- sharing with you what it's like for me when I experience mediumship. So as you know from episode number one, when I described the experience of channeling the soul of Ryan for my friend Madison, I am very new to this. And it was only a month before that episode was released that I started Experiencing mediumship, so that was September twenty twenty one, and right now it is November twenty twenty one. It's only been two months. I can't believe. I feel like it's. I just feel like it's been longer. That's how invested I've been in this. It has been two months since my first, or from what I know, my first experience channeling a soul, in a way that just feels so, um, so visceral and also so um just like uh, shocking and surprising because I'm uh, things are coming to me that I otherwise wouldn't know because it's something that only the soul and the person that is with me or that I'm talking to would know so here's what happens when I start to feel spirit i have to say it's not a very consistent feeling every time it does happen but one of the first times I channeled a soul what i felt was like a weighted blanket, like someone putting a weighted blanket on my back. I also think of, uh, the first thing I thought of when, when that happened to me for the first time, the first, uh, analogy that I came up with was, you know, when you're at the dentist and they're going to take an x-ray of your teeth to protect your torso and your chest, they put that, that like weighted, um, vest on top of you. So to protect you from the the radiation that's coming through the machine, you know how like that has a sort of heavy feeling to it—that that that, that uh, protective anti X ray kind of vest. Imagine someone placing that vest, but on your shoulders and back. That's how I felt one of the first times that I started feeling spirit, and it happened a second time. But what's interesting, I was listening to a podcast that's run by Medium, a medium—a wonderful podcast called Mediumship Matters. If you are in a phase of exploring your own mediumship ability or you feel like you might have that ability or be interested in developing it, I definitely recommend Hannah McIntyre's Mediumship Matters. Uh, You can find it anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. While I was listening to that podcast at the gym, I decided, um, I think the podcast was on, the episode was referencing at one point talking to your spirit guides. So I'm listening to the episode by uh, Hannah McIntyre, and at and at the moment that I'm listening to it, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, spirit guides, let's have an agreement. When there is a soul that needs to share a message with someone that I'm with in a context that is not like a development circle where everyone's there to practice, they're, they're, like the two hours are set aside with the intention to practice, like if it's something unexpected, where I'm not in a development mediumship circle and I'm with a friend or like, whatever, show me a green light. And I just imagine the green light in my head, the image of a green light, like a street light. And three or four days later, it's Halloween weekend. And I am at, uh, at my friend's place. And I, all of a sudden in the midst of us, like doing tarot card readings, um, I wasn't looking to channel a soul. It would have been nice, I thought, to channel a soul for my friend again, but I didn't really expect it. I just, like, didn't think about it. And then I got the green light. I wasn't thinking of the green light. It just came out of nowhere. It literally came out of nowhere. You know, I might have thought about the green light maybe two hours before, like, oh, I wonder if I'll get the green light tonight. But in the moment that we were caught up in what we were doing, tarot card readings and talking about mysticism, the green light comes up. And I started feeling like, the, like the, the energy in the space started changing and I channeled Ryan's soul again. And I will go into that experience in another episode. But I just wanted to share that to describe to you the different experiences I've had when I feel like spirit is entering a space to share a message with someone who's in the physical world next to me or on the phone or on Zoom. Now that's changing because um, I haven't really felt the green light, but I also, I haven't been in a scenario where I'm just hanging out with somebody and then something unexpected happens in terms of like spirit coming through. In the past month, I've been scheduling practice sessions with people. So I already know that I'm going in to try and share a message if there is one, or I've been in the development circle that I'm a part of, which is the same idea. Like We go in knowing we're going to try and get messages if there are any to share. So I haven't had the opportunity to experience the green light again, or like the weighted, uh, I haven't felt the weighted blanket feeling either. I don't know if it's going to change. I don't know if my spirit guides are like testing me. I don't know, spirit guides. I don't know what you're doing, but those are a few examples of things I felt when I feel spirit entering the space. Now, when I start to give messages, the way I get messages is random images that come to my head. So let's say you're like busy doing something. And for some reason, the thought or the image of a teddy bear comes to your head and you're like, where did that come from? Now that has always happened to me since I was a kid. But recently when I'm channeling a soul, I'm understanding that when those thoughts come through and those images come through, they are messages from that soul. And usually I would say like half the time, When I've said, when I've mentioned that symbol or that image or thought to the person I'm with or talking to, it has resonated with them in some way, 50% of the time. Sometimes it doesn't. So I usually get random images or I feel the emotions and thoughts or the personalities and attitudes of the soul. I'm going to talk about a soul that I channeled in my mediumship circle um, in just a moment. But sometimes I'll get like if someone was sassy in the physical world when they were here with us. I will start to say something sassy, or all my, my mannerisms will like be a little sassy. If someone was really like strict and like told you like stand up tall like when they were in the physical world, I will like start to put my chest down to like you know, this person wants me to stand up tall and like like strict and stern and I tend to feel like the personalities and get random images that come to my head and uh actually, next week, there's gonna be a random image uh that i that I channeled. Uh, that will be a very big part of the conversation with my guest next week. You'll catch it when you hear it. So now I want to get to my experiences in the mediumship circle. So what's very interesting is I noticed on the app uh, Meetup, which is a wonderful app to find groups of people, social groups that have common interests, uh, interests that are similar to yours, to meet up with virtually or in person whatever feels safest to you, uh, and to get to know people. So I found this mediumship circle two or three months before my experience of Ryan in September. And I think I joined it from what I remember because I thought maybe I can get a, a reading from a medium. Like I want to be read. And I didn't attend it because I realized, oh, these are like the only folks in in this mediumship circle are people who feel like they're mediums so i don't really belong this is just a circle for people who feel like they're mediums to practice with each other so i don't want to interrupt that i don't want to disrupt it then my experience of ryan happens and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go to this circle because something's going on here and so i did and i have gone almost every single week i think i've actually gone every single week and the first time i might not be going is the week of um, Thanksgiving because I'll be with family for the holiday. Uh, we'll see. Or maybe I'll be able to log on. I don't know. And that's the thing. It's It's a virtual meetingship circle, which is really, really great. Now, for the privacy of those in that group, I'm not going to mention who runs it, who's in it, and how you can find it on Meetup because I really want to respect the privacy of the group and keep it confidential. But I am going to share with you the experiences that I had with folks in that group. So I have channeled souls for several people in that group. It's, it's getting to the point now that I, um, the Spirit is allowing me uh, to channel at least one soul a week in that group in a way that really resonates for the person that, is, uh, that, that I'm, I'm reading. And the way it happens is the facilitator of the group spotlights two or three people within the two hours. So let's say you, the listener, uh, the facilitator spot, spotlights you. So now the rest of us in the group, whoever has something to say, has a message to share from spirit, can go off mute and share it with that person. And no one else may interrupt until that speaker is done to respect their time and the message from spirit. Only the facilitator can interrupt if they need to, like for any urgency, any any urgent reason or to help the the medium in practice say some prompts to help them get some more messages from spirit like like maybe get some more detail like just a way to help train them and and just help them to practice and like i said everyone is a medium in practice okay so we're all practicing on each other so this woman is uh spotlighted and she's a it's funny all three people i'm going to talk about today are people i had not met in the group before these were all instances when i met the sitter for the first time ever so this woman, never seen her in the group before, I immediately started feeling that she had a friend, a female friend who passed. Now, one thing I'm going to explain, when I'm in this circle, I don't just go off mute and say the first thing that comes to my mind. I prefer in my notebook to write every detail down, like I will write the first thing that comes to my head, and then I'll say, like like in my own way, I'll tell Spirit, okay, tell me more, and I'll write almost like one or two pages of things, just like scribbles, not not like I'm writing a, an essay, a beautiful looking essay. I'll write scribbles of like things. And sometimes I can't read my own handwriting because I'm writing too fast, trying to get the the information I'm getting from spirit, like it could be symbols, it could be an image of something in my head, it could be a pain, a bodily pain that I'm sensing. Um, And it's interesting, because they don't make me feel bodily pain, but they make me like direct my attention to a part of my body. Sometimes I'll look at something in my room that they'll make me look at. And I'll write down that I'm looking at that thing, maybe it's a lamp, maybe the soul wants to talk about a lamp that was gifted to the person that I'm talking to, whatever it may be, I write it down. And once I feel like I'm done writing everything down, and I know that the person who last spoke is done, then I go off mute and I say, here's what I have. So for this woman, I sense that her female friend passed. And what's interesting is this woman had a very unique sounding name, okay, the the sitter in the group. And the facilitator said her name out loud. And the voice in my head, which I think was the soul of this friend of hers, literally went like almost it felt like this that is not how you say her name this is how you say her name and i didn't i didn't hear the way that the name should sound but it was as soon as the facilitator said this woman's name that i felt the soul tell me that that's not how you say her name and then the sitter part of the facilitator no this is actually how my name is said So one of the first things I told her was I have this female coming through and I feel like she's a friend of yours. One of the first things I got was, you know, when your name was called, but it was said incorrectly and no offense to the facilitator, this soul who was a female friend of yours said like, that's not how you say her name. Then I go into like, you know, this, this soul makes me feel like when they're in the physical world, like she was the life of the party. And she's literally telling me, and I wrote it down, I have it in my notebook here. She's literally telling me this soul. I'm beautiful. I don't care what you think. I'm gorgeous. I got it going on. And and so I told her she's making me feel that like she has that confidence and I see her cooking in the kitchen, but she's cooking and she's dancing to music at the same time. And she's having like such a, she's such good energy, such, such good energy. And I was just so obsessed with this soul. And then I said, well, you know, I, I'm getting that she, went through some kind of an accident or an accident occurred to her. I don't know if it's a car accident. They show me a car accident, but it could just be a symbol for just any kind of accident that happened. And not that she passed from the accident, but she passed from complications from the accident. So I see her with an oxygen tube. So the sitter who is listening to me, she says, you have my friend. Um, My friend was the life of the party. She was just so much fun and she loved to cook. She was such a good cook and we would have... Um, Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention, the soul was not only cooking in the kitchen and dancing to music, but she was with a whole bunch of other women too. So it was like Thanksgiving dinner or like a holiday and everyone's cooking in the kitchen and dancing together in the kitchen. Okay. So the sitter tells me, you know, that's accurate. Like she loved to cook and she would have gatherings or we would have gatherings and all the women would be in the kitchen cooking and dancing to music. And then she said, but I don't know how to cook. So I would never participate. I would just watch. And I told her, I said, well, it's funny you say that because when she showed me her cooking and dancing in the kitchen with women, I didn't see you in the picture. So she actually made me feel like I was watching them. So it's interesting you say that you would just sit and watch them cook and dance in the kitchen. And one of the last things I said was, and I have it written here, this was the most bizarre thing. I asked the soul, where are you from? Like, tell me a location. Where are you from? Where were you raised? Where were you born? Where did you pass? And the first thing that came to my mind was the word Lansing. L-A-N-C-I-N-G. And I thought, Lansing? Is that a place? And I wrote down Pennsylvania. Like, oh, maybe Lansing, Pennsylvania. That sounds like a place in Pennsylvania. Like, just sounds like a sounds like a Pennsylvania town. Lansing. Are you from Lansing? I'm from Lansing. But then Spirit made me write it with An S instead. So I wrote Lansing with a C, and then under it I wrote Lansing with an S. So I tell the sitter, you know, I I asked this this soul who is tied to you, like where she's from, and she's told me Lansing. So is that a place in Pennsylvania or something? And this sitter said, Well, I'm my family, me and my family were actually from Lansing, Michigan. And I said, Wait, Lansing is a real place? She goes, Yeah, it's the capital of Michigan. So number one, I feel kind of uneducated because I did not know the capital, Michigan. And spirit gave me, a, gave me a geography lesson that night. Number two, what? Where did Lansing come from in my head? That is the most random word slash town name. Like I literally, I, if you would have told me a year ago where is Lansing, the town or city of Lansing, I would have so told you Pennsylvania because like it sounds like a place there. I did not know Lansing was a place at all. And Spirit told me to write down Lansing. And what's more interesting is I asked this, this sitter, well, do you spell Lansing with a C or is an S? How, how is Lansing spelled, the capital of Michigan? She told me it's spelled with an S. I told her what's well, interesting because Spirit made me write it with a C and then they made me write it again with an S. So Spirit was literally correcting me. So <laughs> that still blows my mind. It's insane. I can't, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. Now, the bit about the accident, seeing the oxygen tube, the sitter did tell me she could not pinpoint that. She couldn't resonate. She couldn't relate this soul, that uh, this, this friend she knew to that. So that's one thing that didn't resonate with her. And that happens very often with me. I will get a, like 50% of the time I'll get stuff um, right from spirit and then there'll be something or a few things that just don't resonate with the person. Like everything fits except for this one thing or two, three things, you know? So... I left that alone and she said, you know, I, but I don't, she said, I don't know, maybe she did have complications with something. So I'm going to check and see. And I haven't met that, that sitter, that woman since then, but that was a pretty awesome experience. And I say the word awesome because it's just, it's mind blowing the Lansing. I will never forget Lansing. That will become my new favorite word. And I, I'll probably see it everywhere now or hear it everywhere now, but Lansing just blew my mind. I didn't know that was a place. So now on to the next person. This was, I think, the week after, two weeks after. There was a person I had never met in the circle, and uh, he seemed to be in like in his uh, like middle age or in his uh, late fifties or sixties. And what's interesting is, person number one was spotlighted that night, and I read her, and most of what I said, I would say eighty percent of what I told her was not accurate, did not resonate at all. And as other people were reading her after I read her, I start thinking about this gentleman in the group with us. Now, the only person on my screen, based on my Zoom settings, like the way I prefer to do it, when someone is spotlighted, I have it just so they are on my screen on Zoom, so I don't see anybody else, just so I can focus on that person who's present on the screen. But my mind goes to, oh, like that guy I met at the beginning of the, the circle, His father is coming through. And so 10 minutes before he was... I didn't know he was going to be spotlighted, by the way. But he was. And I assumed he was going to because he was one of the fresh faces. We usually spotlight fresh faces so they can be read. Because it's new energy for us to read. And they have to be open to it, first of all. So... uh, uh, he, I assumed he was gonna be spotlighted that night, but I didn't know he was gonna be right after, like within 10 minutes of me writing down things about his father. So number person number one is up on the screen, and I am starting to write things down about this other gentleman's father, and then 10 minutes later, he's on the screen. Now, I had wrote almost everything down by the time he was up on the screen, so I was actually the first to come off mute for him and say, listen, so I wrote all of these things on my notebook, 10 minutes ago and I just started I just started saying things I said well I'm getting a father energy so I don't know if your father is passed and he did say yes my father's passed I said okay well your father is and I told him I'm sorry this is really personal he's telling me I'm sorry I wasn't emotionally present for you and uh he's showing me that he was a veteran so was your father a veteran he goes yes he was I said, but, you know, Spirit is showing me it's a wonderful life. And I've never seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life, which I know many people listening will go, <gasps> you've never seen It's a Wonderful Life? I know. I have the movie. I need to watch it. I'll watch it this 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 holiday season. I promise. But Spirit is showing me It's a Wonderful Life. And show, they're showing me the holidays. So that's there's two things here that they were showing me specifically. So when they show me It's a Wonderful Life even though I don't know the movie, I've never seen the movie. I do know the, the basic, uh, the, the plot of the movie is about a man, a father figure who is having some personal troubles. So I told him the spirit is showing me it's wonderful life because they're comparing the role of, um, is it, is it James Stewart? I forgot his name, the role of the main character, comparing that role to your father. And then they're showing me the holidays and they, they, Place me in the suburbs and it's like picture perfect. Like, I feel like it's the holidays and the family is picture perfect, but there's this underlying issue of like your father not being emotionally present. Then they're showing me you have one sister. So I don't know what it is about a sister, or maybe you have like brothers, but then you have one sister, you know? But they're showing me a sister. And they're also showing me your father is on the other side of a wall. So there's a wall between me and your father, and we're shouting over the wall, talking to each other. And I keep thinking, well, why don't you just come through the wall? There's a door in the wall. But he wants to stay on the other side. So that's my symbol that he really wasn't emotionally present. But he's saying he's sorry that he wasn't emotionally present. So he told me, well, you're spot on because my father, like I said, he was a veteran. And he suffered a lot from PTSD. And when he came back from the war, he he was not emotionally present. So we're going to stop right there. I want to give your ear a break because episode four ended up being really long. So to listen to the rest of this episode, go to part B on your podcast digest for third eyesight. I'll see you there in just a moment.